Hey everybody, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm a pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And thanks for tuning in today as we are going to have a little bit different of a feel of the podcast today. You see, this is not our daily devotion. I do a daily devotion video that's Monday through Friday. We're looking at the, the passage we're reading as a church in our New Testament Bible reading plan. And I just focus in on one portion of that chapter, Monday through Friday, and give some devotional thoughts. That's not what this is. The other thing we do in our podcast is we do kind of a round table. Usually Stephen and Andrew and I, or sometimes just Andrew and I, we uh, we sit together and we talk about some theology. We talk about books we're reading. We're talking about uh, ministry and life and Jesus and uh, all the glory of God. And that's not what this is either. This is kind of meeting those two and, and kind of taking parts of both. And so this is me solo today. Uh, the other guys aren't able to join us for it. And this is not going to be the, the short devotional style. This is actually going to be a little bit more extended conversation, uh, really talking about Good Friday and, and then connecting that to Easter. Now, that said, I also wanted to give a little bit of a uh, kind of exciting shout out. You'll see this baseball hat in front of me. Baseball season is going. Usually there's some conversation between us about what's going on in life. And uh, for me right now, uh, it's baseball season. So I'm coaching my youngest son, his his rookies team. It's machine pitch. It's a lot of fun and it is exhausting. Uh, I actually got 15 kids on that team and uh, you know, 15 seven-year-olds it's a lot of work, so I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. But the other team I'm coaching is my my daughter's 12U team, and we're we're having a great time. Our games should start next week, and uh, looking forward to that. But uh, but we're not having any baseball this week. We're not having any games this week. No practice either because it has been raining and it has been snowing. Just a few moments ago, outside my window here, it was dumping snow. And fortunately, it's not sticking at the moment. But uh, that's kind of been our week here. And it's been a, a strange week for April. It's been a strange week leading up to Easter. But it is Easter week. And Easter week is a, it's one of the high days on our calendar that we, uh, we celebrate, that we rejoice. And before I want to jump into this, you know, one of the things this maybe not, uh, maybe it's a characteristic of Valley. I'm hoping it's less and less unique for Valley and that more and more churches, uh, they have this mindset because at Valley, every week's kind of Easter week. At Valley, every, every weekend we preach about Jesus and his death and his resurrection. And so in a sense, Easter week is no different than any other week because every single week you come, you're going to hear about Jesus and his death and resurrection. That's that's the core of the Christian faith. That is the foundation on what we stand. There is no other greater message. That is the most important message week in and week out. And so Easter, what it is, is it's kind of more of the same, but there's a certain celebration, a certain anticipation, a certain heightened expectation and, and joy. And so uh, those that are part of the Valley Church family, I'm really excited to, I'm really excited to spend this weekend with you. And our, our Easter celebration, it really begins on Friday. At Valley, we do a Good Friday service. And this is not a celebratory, uh, joyful service. This is a bit more of a somber feel. We come and, uh, and we remember. We remember the, the crucifixion story. We're going to read it together in four parts. We sing a lot of songs that emphasize the sacrifice of Christ. We, we sing songs that, that remind us that he died in our place, that, that his blood, it paid the price for us to be forgiven. 
And we also do a reflection where we, we share communion and we, we remember together that his body was broken. That's what the bed, bread symbolizes and that his blood was spilled. That's what the, the cup symbolizes. And so uh, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm eager to spend Good Friday with the, the church family. And if you're in the Longview area, if you're a believer in Christ, uh, I, if you don't have a church that is a, a church that preaches the gospel, you're, you're welcome to join us. If you're not in the Longview area and you're trying to figure out a, a good church to go to, you know, I, I would welcome an email. If you want to just shoot us an email, we can do our best to, to help connect some dots between maybe networks of people that we're, we're part of. Really, uh, it seems like across the U.S. that there's a connection just about anywhere we look for it. So uh, I just would encourage you to that. It would be great for you to go to a Good Friday service and to remember together the sacrifice of Christ. But, uh, but this is what the podcast is really about today because last week we were talking about our Good Friday service and after our Sunday service, um, one of uh, my friends, a great guy in our church, a guy that's just doing a ton of ministry and serving the Lord, really learning how to raise his family in the fear and in the honor of the Lord, um, he came up to me and says, Mike, I got a question for you about Good Friday. I said, yeah, yeah, what's the question? He said, well, you've got uh, Jesus died on Friday. So Friday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, he says, by my count, that's only two days. I don't understand. Jesus was dead. For, he was in the grave for three days, wasn't he? I only count two days. What is going on there? And I said, hey, great question. Let me get back to you on that. And uh, and as I thought about it, you know, there's probably other people that have this question. And so I thought I would get back to my buddy by doing this podcast and uh, and sharing it that way. And so maybe you've had that question. Maybe you've read scriptures, like like if you turn to the scripture right now, uh, scriptures like Mark 8, 31, it says, and he, Jesus, began to teach them that the son of man, that's himself, must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. This is a text that clearly says, Jesus, he's going he's gonna to be dead for three days. Or Luke 24 verses 5 through 7. This is Jesus has been resurrected. The people they've come to the tomb. Here's what happens. This is and they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said the men said to them, these are the angelic beings, why do you seek the living among the dead? He, Jesus, is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. So this is where we are. We're, we're at a text where we're talking about Jesus and his resurrection on the third day. And as my buddy, as he just you know, great job observation. It says Friday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday. That's only two days. How does this work? Now, one of the places that I, I go to to help answer this question, it's a little bit of a, a graph that exists on the, uh, what is it called? The Christian Apologetic and Research Ministry. It's kind of a, a website. They do a lot of ministry, apologetic ministry. And they talk about how Jewish tradition it would count days differently than we would in 21st century modern America. And so the way they viewed days is different than the way we view days. You know, we view days as a full day, morning and then evening and then the next day, right? But that's not how Jewish people, that's not how they would count days. In fact, let me show you this little chart here. It's, it's pretty fascinating. If you see on this chart, if you look over here, what we see is we see, okay, this is Thursday, this is Friday, here is Saturday, and here is Sunday. 
And if we talk about Jesus's crucifixion and his resurrection, what I want you to notice here is Thursday, it starts at sundown on Wednesday. And then Thursday ends at sundown on Thursday. This means that in the Jewish mindset that Friday starts at sundown on Thursday, and then Friday ends at sundown on Friday. And so Jesus's crucifixion, it was on this day. This is the day that he was crucified, that he was died, that he died. And so this counts as him being dead. And, and then you have Jesus on the Sabbath day. He's in the grave. This is Saturday. This would be day two, Friday night until Saturday night. And then day three, you would have Sunday morning through Sunday night. This is the day that he rose again. And so again, just in, in the, the Jewish antiquity and in the, in their religious tradition, the way they would process and consider days, they would say, okay, day one, let's see, day one, day two, and day three. Now this fits if you, I also gave you the website on here if you're interested in learning more about this, but this fits if we keep going and we think about some other texts in scripture. It says, for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, this is one of those texts that we, we, we look at this previous graph. We look at this and then we read this text and, and it throws things off a little bit because we think, okay, Jesus is supposed to be three days and three nights, right? But uh, again, if we read all of the scripture and if we compare scripture to each other, we begin to get a feel for actually how Jewish mindset work. Look with me in the book of Esther. And this, um, the Christian Apologetics and Research Ministry website, they, they talked about this, but it, Esther, when she is uh, preparing to go before the king, when she's preparing to make her case, when she's preparing to hopefully save the nation of Israel from the decrees that the king had issued uh, because uh, Haman was a wicked, evil man and he wanted to kill the Jewish people and he wanted to kill Mordecai. Here's what she does. She says to the Jewish people, she says, go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days or for, for, for three days, night or day, I and my young woman will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So what you have here is her inten intention to go and appear before the king after three days and three nights of fasting. But let's, let's turn to chapter five. Here's what happens in chapter five. It says, on the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace in front of the king's quarters while the king was sitting on his royal throne inside the throne room opposite the entrance of the palace. So this was not three whole days and three whole nights for her. This kind of like, or a lot like Jesus in the grave, they talk about these three days and three nights, but really they're not talking about three whole days and three whole nights. In their mindset, if, if any portion of the day counts as the day. That's the point this text is making. Any portion of the day counts as the day. And so we go back to this, this chart. We see there was a portion of Friday where Jesus was buried. Saturday, the whole day he was buried. And there was a portion of Sunday that Jesus was buried. Three days Jesus was was buried. This is, this is how we understand the counting of Jesus's uh, time in the grave. This is how we, we date his crucifixion on a Friday and then the day after the Sabbath, which is the Jewish Sabbath on Sunday or on Sat Jewish Sabbath on Saturday means on Sunday. This is the day we celebrate Jesus's resurrection. 
Now, I know these are this handful of counting days and whatnot and, and thinking about, okay, when did he die? When, when did he rise? When was he buried? But the big picture, this is the answer to my friend's question. How many days was Jesus in the grave? Well, by Jewish tradition, any portion of a day is counted as a day. And so Jesus, he was buried for three days. So I hope that helps. I hope that answers a question that maybe you you were asking or maybe you, you never knew you had that question or maybe you didn't really want to ask that question and you've uh, already skipped ahead. But 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 here's the the other addition that I want to uh, I want us to consider today as we as we prepare for Easter. If you listen to this sometime on Thursday or or even on Good Friday, you know, one of the things we're doing at Valley is is we're encouraging those who who medically and physically can to fast. To, to fast on Good Friday up until the moment where we share communion. Now, I recognize some people, medically, they can't do it. Or maybe you say, I can skip dinner, but I can't skip lunch, or I can't skip breakfast. That, that's fine. We're not legalistic about this. We're not trying to twist anyone's arm. In fact, we, we've said a number of times, fasting does not make you more spiritual. Fasting does not make you closer to God. Fasting does not give you more godliness in any way. Because remember, through Jesus and his death and resurrection, you have been made righteous in Christ. You have been forgiven in Christ. When the Father looks at you, he sees the perfection of the Son, Jesus Christ. And so fasting, you're not fasting so you can earn some merit before God. You're, that's not why we do it. In fact, we kind of don't do it. Um, we, we definitely don't do it to earn God's favor. The reason we do it is as a reminder of, to ourselves you know, I, I talk about when we fast and our stomach grumbles and we take time to pray. It, we use it as a moment to remind us to pray. And those prayers, oftentimes they sound like this, Lord, I I just am remembering right now how dependent I, I am upon you for everything. I mean, when we're hungry, we're more attuned to our needs. And when we're more attuned to our needs, we can more easily recognize that, that every one of our needs is ultimately met by God. The breath we're breathing right now, it's because Jesus sustains the entire universe. Your ability to work at your job, the, the money you make, guess what? God's, God's platformed you so that you can have whatever opportunities you have. He has put you wherever it is he wants you. That's why we say everything that we have is, is the Lord's. Our money is his, our time is his, everything, our abilities, they are all his. And so when we fast, we just we're reminded a little bit more readily of that fact. We're reminded of how vulnerable we have, how dependent we are upon him, not only for the physical, but I, honestly for the spiritual. This last weekend, we preached the, the, last, um, the last letter in Revelation to the seven churches, the end of Revelation chapter three. It's the letter to the church in Laodicea. And this is a heartbreaking letter because in it, the, the Laodiceans, they, they say things like, we're rich. We have prospered. We need nothing. And Jesus turns to them and says, no, you're wretched. You're poor. You're blind. You're naked. See, they, they had gotten to the point where they all of their physical needs were met so well that they had begun to lose sight on our, their ultimate dependence upon the Lord. And I think this is where fasting meets us. We oftentimes, we don't miss a meal. We, we have snacks when we want to. We, we have a lot of ability to, to provide comfort for our bodies in really easy ways. But when we fast, that basic need of, of hunger, of, of needing to eat, that basic need, it's dis disrupted. 
And it leads us saying, I am wretched. I, I am. I am hungry. I am poor. I am I am naked without the Lord. I I have nothing I can bring to him. And, and yet when I come to him, he gives me grace. He clothes me with his righteousness. He's forgiven me and made me made me his own. And this is part of why we fast. And so here's my encouragement to you. My encouragement to you is to do everything you can to be part of that on, on Good Friday. Do everything you can to come to our Good Friday service and, and celebrate solemnly as we remember Jesus' sacrifice. Then I would also say come eager and expectant on that Easter morning when we when we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. Come eager to, to sing loudly and joyously. Come eager to learn from God's word. Come eager to remember the truth of the resurrection and, and the significance it has in our lives today. That's what this Easter weekend is, is hopefully going to hold for us. It's going to hold great remembrance and great celebration as we, as we honor our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Ancient Ways for Modern Days, a ministry of Valley Christian Fellowship. If you'd like to check out more resources or even connect with us, go to vcflongview.org.